This is Conversations with Corliss, the podcast that features real and inspiring people who are leading their lives with purpose, passion, and confidence. Through their stories, advice, and expertise, you will be empowered with tools and insights to become the leader you are meant to be. Your host, Corliss, is a Dare to Lead trained, certified success principles coach, best-selling author, and inspirational speaker. As an entrepreneur for more than two decades, she has coached, trained, and mentored thousands to tap into their personal power and realize their potential. Through her company, Corliss Co., she will help you dream again and break through what holds you back from leading the life you want to have. Connect with her today at corliss.ca. Hi, everyone. This is Conversations with Corliss, a real leadership podcast. Here we will talk about all the things it takes to bravely lead the life you deserve. Welcome to the conversation. You may have guessed it. My name is Corliss and I created this podcast simply because I want to help people and make a bigger impact. You see, one day I woke up in my 40s and realized time stands still for no one. With my kids more independent and my career not as fulfilling as it once was, I found myself wondering if this was it and what was next for me. I went looking for answers to recreate my life and I found them in having meaningful conversations with inspiring people. That's what we'll do here for you. Whatever you're looking for, I'm glad you're here. Aging has given me the invaluable insight that we should make every moment count. It's time to take charge of your life, to rise up and be all you can be. This podcast is meant to help you do that. So let's get started. Today's episode is sponsored by Glenda Alexin with Century 21 Prestige Real Estate. A great realtor stays on top of current market conditions, but also takes the time to understand each client's unique circumstances. I can personally attest to Glenda doing that as she has been my realtor a few times now. Having her help to navigate the process of buying and selling has been priceless to me. She recognizes there is no one formula that suits all neighborhoods or all properties, and certainly not all buyers or sellers. Glenda Alexson is with Century 21 and has been in real estate since 2008 covering Prince Albert and area. She brings with her a complimentary set of skills from her previous careers. With a background that includes interior design, photography, and marketing, Glenda brings you that extra advantage as she takes property presentation very seriously. Glenda loves her job and she falls in love with each and every home she markets. When asked what she enjoys most about her career, she said it's the relationships that she makes with her clients. She treats every client as if she's advising a family member. Check out Glenda's webpage at glendao.com for all your real estate needs in Prince Albert and area. She is working from sign up till sign down. This is episode 050, Finding Purpose and Healing Through Journaling with Carolyn Carlton. Oh, how happy I am to be back recording again. Thank you, everyone, for giving me the grace to take a break and for coming back to listen. Today's episode is such a great place to restart. Many of the women that I work with ask me all the time about how to journal, what to journal, and although they want to do it, they don't know where to start. In this conversation, we cover all of that. We dive into how journaling can become a part of your wellness journey and can assist you in finding the answers you're searching for. Carolyn Carlton is a national award-winning author, teacher, mentor, and the creator of My Journey Journal. She is also a happily married mom of two who has overcome significant challenges through the journaling process. She now passionately helps others do the same. 
A big warm welcome to the show, Carolyn. I am so looking forward to this conversation because I happen to be a big journaling fan myself. I'm excited to learn about how to use this process further. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This is an absolute fantastic opportunity to share more about uh, journaling and my passion behind it. Oh, fabulous. Well, thanks again for being here. So tell us a little bit about this and, you know, why you feel journaling is such a powerful tool. I have, I think, always kept a journal. I received one as a Christmas present when I was very young. And it's just um, always kind of been my go-to place to share my thoughts and feelings. And since then, it's really evolved into something a lot more. There was one year where I was writing actually something about my journal. And instead of writing the word journal, I wrote the word journey. And so ever since I kind of did that being the analytical person that I am, I've thought about it more as my journey, that everything that I'm writing out, it's, you know, sharing my journey and everything that I've learned on my life. Life is always full of, you know, ups and downs and twists and turns. And our journey is, it's a part of that. It shows how we build our character and how we become who we are. And it's really neat if you go back and look through your journals and you can see all the places where you've grown and what you've learned and how you came to the place where you currently are in life. Oh, that's so neat. I happen to like, first of all, really love what you're saying there, because the word journey is something I use a whole lot, because I feel like life really is a journey, and that we should enjoy it. And I really love journaling, because when I when you're talking about looking back, I feel like I've documented my life. Is that kind of how you've used it as well? Oh, definitely. Um, I actually for a few years ago, I got a Christmas present from my aunt. And she had come across this when she was going through my grandmother's things. And it was my great-grandmother's journal from when my family immigrated to Canada from England. And it was all about why she left England. It was all about as they traveled on their ship across the ocean. Oh, side note, actually, that's really interesting because you learn about all these things. And I just, through this journal, I learned this. But um, my great-grandfather actually stood in line to buy tickets to board the Titanic to bring his family to Canada. And they ran out of tickets before he got to the front of the line. So thankful for me (laughs) that I guess they ran out of tickets. And then it wasn't until like a whole year later, because people were scared to go on boats after that. It was a whole year after that, that they actually got on a boat and came to Canada. And so this whole journal talks about their whole journey about why they left England and they're traveling across and then setting up their farm in in Southern Ontario. And it's just incredible. And I look at that and I'm just like, I am so thankful that I have this. It's written. This is my, you know, great grandmother's writing. And so you can look at your journal as your journey. It's part of your legacy. There's just so much in that. Um, This, the handwriting itself is just, um, something that just connects you to um, the writer and their story. It's just, I don't know, I just love it all. 
Oh, and what a neat story. That's so cool. You know, a lot of times when I am journaling myself, I am very conscious of the idea that somewhere, somehow, sometime, like specifically, I think about my children a lot with this, that I want them to feel like this was my journey. This was my life. And here's the you know, what I was going through at that time, or here's what I had learned. It, it really is kind of a part of a, a legacy and something I'd like to leave behind almost as a message. Is is that kind of what you're talking about here? Yeah, definitely. I have two daughters. So something I think about with them quite often is that I want them to learn from my mistakes. I'm, you know, I don't hide my past. I put it all out there. If they ask me questions, I talk about it. You know, I've yeah, spoke to women groups and groups all across Canada and I have no problem sharing about lessons that I learned growing up because they've all all these things have created me to who I am today so I have no problem if they read my journals because at some point in life they're probably going to deal with it too and it, I'm you know I'm not super mom I don't have any superpowers I have dealt with and struggled through all the same stuff that you know they're going to deal with so a lot of times you know i I'm completely open and honest and sharing with them about you know, struggles. And if they come across my journal at some point and start reading it, they're just like, oh, wow, mom didn't go through this. And, and it's full of life lessons. A few years ago, I was hit by a drunk driver and I had a really bad concussion and I could not use my brain after that. I kept losing track of words. I couldn't finish sentences. And it was, it was like, it was there, but I just couldn't articulate it. I couldn't speak it. It was such a struggle. And this went on for weeks. And all I remember thinking is about all the things that I wish I would have told my daughters. And I couldn't now, like I seriously, like I couldn't function properly. And it was a horrible feeling thinking that I wanted to share all these things with my daughters and I just couldn't now. And I was like, if I ever get my brain capacity back to where I can talk again I'm going to write all these things down so that if you know if I don't have the opportunity to share them or or even sometimes writing things out helps you think through things and see things from a bigger picture but I as soon as I was able to start writing I started writing again because I was like I want to have these things for my daughters to read someday and I want to share these things and I started journals that you know that I will give to our daughters someday about how I see them and how how they've been growing up and all that type of thing. That there's just so much that we can share within ourselves. Everybody has a story. Everybody has something to share, and whether we realize it or not, we're always you know mentoring others and helping others and setting examples in the world around us. So, uh, yeah, I write down everything. Hmm. What a great story to remind us that nothing's guaranteed and that we should take action now. And uh, like you say, put it all out there. So is this how journaling has helped you over the years? Like, tell us a little bit about, you know, why people would want to do it from your own perspective. It has been such a healing um, part of my life. I know, like, I've, I've moved around a lot. Uh, I'm not originally from Saskatchewan. I moved here from Ontario, but, and I've moved to different places. And when I first moved to Saskatchewan, I didn't know anyone. I didn't have, you know, people to talk to. I, you know, didn't make friends very easily. It was very difficult for me. So there's, and having anybody to share with. And so my journal 
kind of became that is as I I guess even I look back to my great grandmother's journey um, as they immigrated to Canada. I guess I kind of immigrated to Saskatchewan and it was all kind of new and different and um, and that kind of became my place of figuring things out and and it's always yeah it has been yeah such a thing I've found as you write in a journal so many things become clear so I'm finding what my passions and purpose in life are I'm healing from hurts and even though it may not seem like it at the time I can look back to a journal from a couple of years ago and go wow I've come a long way and and you can see the progress. And I know that um, I am evolving into a better me all the time. And uh, and journaling helped keep record of that. Mm, man, I align with this completely. That has certainly been my experience with it as well. You know, when I first started journaling like many, many years ago, I don't even know how old I was, in my teens, I think. I like the word that you're ta- you, you shared about healing because in the very beginning of journaling for me, I would almost use it as a try to fix myself, like what's wrong with me and try to sort out my feelings because I just had so many thoughts and so many things I thought I wasn't doing right. And what's interesting is that as I took it out of my head and put it onto paper, I would almost gain clarity. And, you know, each time I did that, I was not only documenting my journey, but I was also healing myself because there was something very powerful about taking it, you know, what was going on in my head and swirling around in there and putting it onto paper. And then I could just release it and allow myself to be. Yeah, that's really true because when you give your time, when you make time to sit down and journal and to write things out, it actually helps you um, work through things. And like as you're writing down how you think and feel, it actually allows you to respond instead of react. So as you're, it's a, it's yeah, it's a form of therapy. Like even I've done research, and it's even a form of like just. Putting pen to paper is a form of therapy, like meditation or something like yoga would be because of the way it uses your brain. Actually, right, uh, journaling uses your left and right side of your brain because you're being creative, but then you're also um, physically making movements and that type of stuff. So it's actually really good um, exercise for your brain to actually put pen to paper. And so many people are choosing you know, not to do that now because it's so much easier just to make notes on your phone or, you know, voice to text and that type of thing. We're missing the pen to paper. And that is one of my favorite places to be. If I know I'm having a difficult time, give me pen and paper and I just need a few moments uh, because I, that is how I think things through. I need to have the opportunity yeah, just to pause and to focus on things. And so many times I think that you know, if I'm writing something down, I think the situation is about, you know, A, but it ends up being really about something completely different. It's like way down the line, it's like N or something like that, because there's, there must have been something behind it that brought it um, forward. So yeah, you learn so much about yourself, you can work through things. And yeah, just taking a t- time to pause. And it's almost invest making an investment in yourself, because you're just making that time for yourself to work through it. 
Mm, like self-therapy. It's a way to work through it. It's just like any other thing that we do to care for ourselves. So is there one right way to journal, so to speak? I know certainly over the years and many of the clients and women that I've worked with, even friends have said like, how do you journal? So I don't actually have like an exact system and I don't know if you do, but I would really love it if you would share with us, you know, your insights with that. Is is there a right way to do it or is it about finding what works for you? I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. Everybody and everybody um, expresses themselves differently. So I, I've taught journaling workshops and some people like I'll give them a blank piece of paper and I'll have people write down, you know, write down, you know, 10 things that you're grateful for today. And some people are, you know, can write down 10 things really quickly. Other people can't, you know, they, and some people just put like, you know, guy or coffee and different things. Whereas some people were just like, you know, oh, my first sip of coffee in the morning or something. So it's interesting to see how people write and articulate. I've had people draw pictures. I have people that have, you know, wrote down their favorite quote or that type of stuff. Everybody expresses things differently. And that's what I try to, um, whenever I teach the workshops, I just try to people do it your own way and I've had people you know I put out all sorts of different colored pens and stuff but, you know be creative write whatever you want and um express it in your own way it's some people are just like I don't know how to journal or where to start and basically one of the first things I do is say okay start with the date as soon as you put pen to paper and you just start by writing the date all of a sudden the pen's moving and then it kind of keeps going and you know, there's various things you do, like practicing gratitude is a uh, a really healthy thing to do for yourself. Because once you start looking around your day for things that you're grateful for, you lose track of all the things that, you know, might be stealing um, your joy during that day. Um, we, I kind of mentioned this before. I always ask people to create um, an environment that is comfortable for you to write in. So I like my, the way that I journal, I just kind of sit down on Saturday mornings before my family wakes up and that is my favorite time. And so I prep the space the night before and I just basically journal once a week unless there's more that I want to write or I have thoughts during the week I might grab, you know, I usually have a couple of notebooks on the go, but I sit down and do dedicated journaling time just once a week because hey, we're all busy. So it's when it works for me. So I sit down, but I prep the the space the night before. So I'll fill my diffuser and I'll put out my journal, my favorite pen and, you know, and get my blanket ready by my chair. And then I curl up the next morning with my coffee and I just sit there and write. And one of the ways I've discovered that I like, this was especially helpful after my accident as I was healing from my concussion is I asked myself a series of questions. So if I can't think about what to write and I'm just kind of looking at a blank page, I have questions that I fill in and that has been really helpful for me. And I've been doing that for a few years now, the same questions every week. And then it actually helps me um, see my progress through things and how I've developed and learned and grown in certain areas. So I did a bunch of research on the questions and and uh, found ones that are the best way, I guess, for therapy that 
we can ask ourselves in order to, you know, continuously be leading ourselves on a path to um, creating better things for ourselves. So asking questions, I figure that's the best way to discover the answers because it seems so many people are searching for something that they can't find in life. So if you start asking yourself the right questions, it helps you find the answers. And it's, I find questions are a good way, but some people just give me the blank piece of page and start writing things down. And something that is also very helpful as I ask people to do too, is before you start like writing in your journal, grab a piece of paper and do a brain dump. Because so many times we keep lists, like to-do lists or information or whatever all stored in our brain. And that doesn't give you the opportunity to express because your mind is busy thinking about a whole bunch of different things. Oh. <laughs> okay, I can really tell that you're passionate about this because you have just shared a whole lot with us. I'm going to just bring you back to some of the questions that I might have about this because I'm guessing if I'm wondering about it, uh, my audience is as well here. So, what's okay? So, what are some of the questions that you like? I'm all about like, okay, how do I do that? Like, what is it? I want to know. So what are the questions that give us a few examples of some questions people could start with? Okay. Uh, well, one of the questions I have on there is because I ask myself every week. So I ask myself, what was my favorite part of the week? And so that makes me think back over my week as to what stood out. And this actually came from, um, actually a parenting book that I read because my daughter was really struggling with things when she was in a younger grade. And, and the, it said in the book, at the end of the day, you know, ask your child, what was their favorite part of the day? Because at the end of the day, because I found as I was tucking her in at night, she would always be telling me about all the you know bad things that happened in her life that day. So then I turned it around and I said, what was your favorite part of the day? And no matter what it might've been small or, you know, I made her favorite thing for supper or whatever it may be, she finished her day on a good note. That means the next day would start on a better, would start on a good note because we ended on a good note. So it was more likely to end that way. So that's how I end my week in order to start my week is just thinking about, you know, the favorite thing that I, I did or my best part of my week. Excellent. Uh, okay. That's a good one. Give us, then, give us maybe two more. Okay, another one is, is um, how did I invest in the people around me that week? And this is an interesting one because it makes, this is something I think about through my week because it's a recurring question. I think about it during the week is each day I'm, as I'm going about doing things, I'm like, okay, how am I investing, you know, my time or myself into the people around me? And so that's a really good one because sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't do much. <laughs> you know, I really fell in this one. But, and then there's, now that it's a question I ask myself weekly, it's almost something that holds me accountable now. So each week I'm thinking about, okay, how can I invest into the people around me, whether I'm at work or whether it's my family or my neighborhood or whatever it may be, how can I make an investment of myself? Because, yeah. 
giving back to them. Yeah, I really, yeah, I really love that because that one right there is about like I often teach that you can create and choose purpose in your life by how you show up and you know choose who you are, how you contribute to other people, and that question, like you said, creates an accountability, but also gives you a a check back point where it's like, did I do that? Am I Mm -hmm. living with purpose right now? So great, I love that question. Are you ready to get excited about your life again? If your first thought was yes, you need to know about the 21 day challenge that begins soon. Go to corliss.ca to join now. When our world closed down and we all found ourselves trying to make our way through the challenge, I designed a 21 day program that focused on helping participants find their way back to themselves. The first seven days were focused on releasing the past, the next seven on being present in the moment, and the last seven on moving towards the future with passion and enthusiasm. Each day for 21 days, you get a short video message delivered to your inbox daily, along with a thought, decision, and action step for the day to focus on. You also get a custom designed printable journal that matches the video lesson. This makes working through the challenge so easy as your reflection is completely guided. And on top of all of that, you get access to an incredible community that is so supportive and engaged. Through their stories and sharing, your experience is taken to a whole new level. Truthfully, the positive impact that these challenges had on those involved surpassed every expectation that I had. It has been nothing short of amazing to watch the quick transformation and breakthroughs of the participants. It's why I have to tell you and everyone else about it so that you can have that too. There are hundreds of five-star reviews where participants said things like, this helped me start my journey towards finding myself again and not your ordinary self-help program. It was refreshing and inspiring. And this challenge allowed me to get grounded again after the craziness of last year. Go check out what others have to say and get registered now at cordless.ca. But for now, before I leave you, I want to share one full review from Michelle. Just an amazing course, Corliss. You've lifted us all to another level, no matter where we were at in our journey coming into this. I love the layout and the progression, so organized and meaningful. Just the perfect scope and sequence. I appreciate you so much. Thanks for these valuable lessons and for pulling together such an inspirational rock star group of women for me to learn from. Now that just warms the heart, doesn't it? Head on over to corliss.ca now to participate. Do you have another big burning one you want to share? Um, yeah, sure. Another one that I was asked myself is what did I learn this week? Um, so I am somebody that always has to be learning. And so I, yeah, I usually have podcasts on the go or audiobooks, or I sit down and my, one of my things through 2020 and 2021 is that I'm actually holding paper copies of books. So that is a huge thing. And if I find, I even find that if I don't do that, if I'm not taking time to, you know, read and to learn, I feel like something's missing. So I actually like in my journal, I'll even keep track of all the books that I'm reading and, you know, give them a little evaluation or what did I learn and, and kind of review, give a book review in my journals as I've gone, read through a lot of books or listened to a book or whatever it may be. And then also I'm finding that, you know, if I really learned a lot then you know, I need to share about it. I need to talk to people about it or share on social media or something like that. So, because if it helped me, then it can probably help others as well. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I'm always kind of keeping myself in check as to what I'm learning and how I'm growing. 
Yeah, that's really good. I like that a lot. That's actually very purposeful as well. Like to be able to, you know, in share what it is that you're learning to impact other people, because if it's impacted you, it could impact other people and sharing that. So I really like that. This is all just very uh, consciousness. This is just about being very conscious as you're living and leading your life, what you're giving us here today. I really like this. Um, Any other one burning question that is like you must share with everyone today? Um, I always end my week or end my journal pages with next week I will. So I, and then I guess that's, I'm setting intentions for my next week. So if there was some things through the questions I asked myself on Saturday morning that I felt, you know, weekend, then next week I will, or maybe it was just about other things next week. You know, I want to start, I'm going to start reading this book because those are always interesting because then next week, but I do, I go back and I read that last paragraph. So I kind of do a review of, okay, last week I said I was going to do this. How did I do on that? So it's one of those things where I'm keeping check of myself too, and that I'm moving forward and accomplishing the things that I guess I have set out. So, Mm, Oh, I love it. That's so great. Thank you for sharing that. So, you know, as we're talking about this whole conversation or as we're having this conversation, what I'm really thinking about is that journaling is, is big with promoting our own positive mental health. Would you agree with that statement? And if so, why? Oh, definitely. Um, I've done a lot of research on mental wellness and especially last year, um, because I saw uh, so many people struggling and journaling is such good therapy. I've taught, um, I've been involved with the culture days program for a while. And I've, I've taught the thing from, you know, weaving into wellness and all these things, because there's a lot of mental wellness that has been taught through a lot of those culture day activities. And I've gone into the schools and taught various things and, and just learning about it. Um, and there's so much that we can do to help ourselves. There's a lot of, you know, supports that we can get outside, but we have to be proactive in, in helping and building in for ourselves as well. And so, yeah, the journaling process for sure of just pausing and taking time and writing things out. Um, I had mentioned it before that one of the studies that I read is that actually writing on paper uh, induces a relaxed state similar to meditation and yoga. And so I think about that instead of, you know, when I'm writing and just allowing everything, you know, going through and allowing my shoulders to relax or my jaw, you know, not to be tense. And I think about those things purposely before I even start um, writing. And I have an app on my phone that does like, I'll even do like a little meditation before I start writing so that I just have a, you know, calm, you know, mind and spirit before I go. And there's even... On the one app that I use, it has like a you know, babbling brook noise. <laughs> so even sometimes, because my mind tends to wander sometimes when I'm journaling. And so I just, so if I have a little, you know, babbling brook noise or whatever, um, it tends to help me stay focused on what I'm writing instead of, you know, grabbing my phone. Another thing is I put my phone far away, usually, unless <laughs> I'm doing the sounds or whatever, but um, I don't like having my phone nearby because it just seems like it's too common to reach for it. And so I give myself the time and space to actually just be. One of the things that I, I 
I talk about in my journaling workshops is about when you're writing, write about who you are in the dark. If you were sitting in the dark and no one saw you and, you know, you didn't think anyone was judging you or looking at you and you could just be free to be who you are right from that place. Because that's how you end up finding who your true authentic self is. And then that will come through. And as you start writing, you get to see yourself evolve. And, you know, you get to find your purpose and your passions and you start just going through stuff. And it's just, it can, yeah, I said it before, it's such a healing process just to allow yourself the freedom through the tip of your pen to work through all of these things and just discover who you are. Mm, that is so good. I really like something that you said, so I want to bring it back just to make sure that the audience caught it. We must be proactive in our own wellness. I just think that's a, that's a, let's call it a tweetable moment (laughs) (laughs) going with what Oprah says. But honestly, that is because although there's all kinds of things that, that we can do and all the resources are out there in the world and we can, you know, take those things and, you know, like think, oh, I should do that. But you have to be proactive. You have to take responsibility for this is my life. It's not up to anybody else. I have to do the things to take care of myself. And you've certainly given us a lot to work with here today. I want to thank you so much for um, all you've done to contribute to everyone today. Is there anything more that you wanted to add on this topic before I ask you the three closing questions? Um, I don't know. I think, yeah, just, just start, put pen to paper. Even if you, you think you can't do it, you know, go to the store, buy a cute journal, get inspired, grab a favorite pen and start with the date and just give it a try and see where it takes you. Mm, I love it. I love it. And I love the, the other part that you said about like making sure that you have it scheduled in because once it's scheduled in, the decision is made that it's going to happen. So schedule in that, how much time, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, how much time do you suggest that they schedule in for themselves and their journal, journal exercising? Um, I wouldn't start with too much because it could be overwhelming. It's like, I have to stay here for a whole half an hour. Um, I found Start by doing something small, even if you go to Pinterest and search journaling questions and maybe just work through some of those questions and, you know, start asking yourself a few questions and write them down. I think at the beginning, it's going to feel difficult because it's something that's new. But after you start spending time in it, then all of a sudden it's just like, wow, that was like a half an hour. Where did that go? Or like, how did my cup of coffee get cold? Because I wasn't even drinking it because I was like too involved in my writing. So I, as you it will evolve over time, but I would start small and then grow from there and yeah, just create your own space and, and make it your own. If you're a night person, do it at night, whatever, but yeah, just do set with some time where, you know, even if you have small children, I always had a, you know, a special spot in my house. That I was like, this is mom's chair. If mom is in her chair, you got to give me some quiet time. <laughs> so it's got to learn that from a young age. So, um, and so I, st- yeah, I still have my chair. And so, and that's what um, my space always is. Some people I've heard hide in their closet, you know, to get a quiet time or lock themselves. I even know some people lock themselves in their bathroom and did it. So whatever you need to do, just cut away a little bit of time and make that time for you. 
Oh, that's so neat that you say that. That reminds me of my own journey with this because I, as a, as a mom of three and, you know, independent parenting for a lot of their lives, there was so many different times that I couldn't find the space for myself. And once I got my own home and the kids and I moved in, we have like a four bedroom house while I have three children. So there was nowhere for me to really have like an office space. So I was just kind of in the corner of the family room and with a desk. And that was kind of my life for a long time. And then once my daughter moved out, I was like, okay, well, I don't really have time to decorate an office. It wasn't, you know, my priority at the time, other things to buy and pay for. So I started dreaming about, at that point, I started dreaming about someday I would create this beautiful, inspired office that was just for me, a space like one small room in my house that was just for me. And I envisioned it for like a long time. And I just started thinking about how I wanted it to be bright and you know, with sunlight and light colored walls and just plants and things around me that I enjoy. And, you know, right now, as I'm recording this podcast with you, that is exactly what I'm sitting in that it actually happened last year. I finally, you know, took the initiative and made that vision become a reality. But the reason I'm sharing this is because I journaled sometimes outside. I journaled at the kitchen table. I journaled all over the place. But my journaling has evolved because it is now at a whole new level because I'm in my inspired space. I have this comfy chair in the corner and I sit here and I definitely take the time to do that. So I wanted to share that story with all of you because you are important enough to put yourself first and to, you know, take that time for yourself and to have a space where you enjoy it and to give yourself that reflection time in a space that you enjoy with that cup of coffee or that glass of wine, whatever does it for you, just do it. Just do it. Definitely. (laughs) I agree. So this is a a self-leadership podcast here. That's all that we talk, all things leading your life here. And because of that, I have these three closing questions and I'd really love your take on it. What does leadership mean to you? Leadership to me has always meant, um, and what I guess I always try to achieve is to lead from a place of service. Um, that I am, whenever I, wherever I'm working, whatever I'm doing, I am here to serve you and to do it to the best of my ability, um, using whatever my gifts and talents are to, to give back. And that's how I guess I've always thought about it. So, um, yeah, it's a complete active service and, and building into people from that way and helping them to um, become better at their doing and to lead them positive direction. Wow. And you certainly, you're like a living, breathing example because you lived your definition today right here with us. (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) That's great. Thank you. So if you had like one book that was kind of a game changer for you, I realize you've read a lot and there's probably many you could recommend, but if there was one that was really big for you, which one would you want to recommend? I've really, I've been thinking about this question and I've been, I'm like struggling. I'm going through like all my bookcases at home. And I was thinking about like, what is one book? Because I've been asked this question a few times and I was like, I don't even really know. I was really struggling. And then I started thinking about it. And I actually, I wrote a book 
in 2008. So it was a little while ago. It took me a long time to write it, but it was actually published in 2008 and went on to win a writing award. And, and, but that book, and it's not the book that, you know, it's the best book, but it was the writing of the book because there's so much of my story in that book and so much of who I am. And it was such therapy. So I would say like, not that it's, you know, the, the greatest book out, <laughs> you don't need to go read it, but, but taking time to write out those things and to put it into a book and to see it actually become published and then, you know, go around and get to, you know, do interviews on TV and that type of thing and to share more about it. Like it was just an incredible therapy. And I looked at it even back to like, there was things from my journals that I wrote and put into that book to share with the world. And that book, it's, it's uh, that's more the backstory of that book is the thing. Writing is so such a healing therapy. And, you know, sometimes I encourage people just to you know, write your story, whether it gets published or not. The therapy that as you start to discover who you are and where you've been and where you are today um, is just absolutely an incredible journey. So, but I did want to share. And the, name, and the name of your book? What is the book? Oh, it's called What Makes You Unique. So it was a book that was written for teen girls. Awesome. I used oh, to. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I used to. I was a part of this team that toured around and spoke in high schools across Canada. And through that, I met all of these teen girls that were all kind of having the same issues about things. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to write them a book. So it was kind of a book written from a, I did from a perspective, an older sister to a younger sister type of thing. So I had to deal with a lot of my teen hurts and all that type of thing in order to get to a place to write that book. And it was, yeah, really important. Um, step in my healing process for all of it but awesome i'll make sure and include that link um, to her book in the show notes so the final 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 question if you based on all the highs and all the lows and everything that you've been through in your life if you could only leave the world with one piece of advice what would it be definitely to find joy in your journey that uh, we need to choose to enjoy our everyday. And through that, we will be able to live our fullest life. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you again so much for being here. I've enjoyed learning from you today, hearing your stories, and I'm sure the audience has as well. Thanks again, Carolyn. Thank you very much, Corliss. If you enjoyed this episode and it brought you value, make sure and share it with a friend or screenshot it and post it to your Instagram story or Facebook, tagging me at Corliss Co. I know the most precious of all commodities is your time, and I want to thank you all very much for spending this time with me today. Remember, you have the power to lead. Know your worth, embrace your value, see you have purpose, and be the leader you are meant to be.